What's up, everybody? Welcome to the View from Jamestown podcast edition. This is episode 82. This is the October 2022 edition, and we are sitting down this morning with Inside Sales Manager Nicole Greenberg, VP of Sales and Marketing AJ Petrarca, and TCC President Rob Roach. Good morning, everybody. Morning, Ben. Morning, right? Benny. Good morning. Right? 11, kind of. 11.30. <laughs> almost lunchtime. Almost lunchtime. <laughs> One of our later episodes. I feel like we usually record earlier in the day. Yeah, it's yeah. usually like the 10 a.m., 10.30 a.m., yeah. you know, sweet spot. Switching it up. Switching it up. <laughs> We are uh, just the four of us, obviously, Javi, missing from action today. We'll have him on remotely in a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's late October. How's, uh, how's everything going? It's going well. Late yeah. October <laughs> feels like it's uh, late September outside. <laughs> it sure does. Oh, very yeah, my, good, though. My house was like 72 last night. I almost had to turn the AC back on. I know. Yeah. It was, that was a, a struggle there. You know, you went from heat, what, a couple weeks ago when it was down in the high yeah. 30s, and now yeah. <laughs> it's like 70 today, so... I haven't turned the heat on yet. We did once. Yeah. Still on AC. <laughs> Still going strong. <laughs> it's uh, it's peak leaf season outside. I'm sure you've been running, running that mower right around, now. picking up some yep. leaves. Been picking up leaves. Yep. Can't keep up with it, but. Yeah, my lawn looks rough right now. Yeah. It's on the, it's on the list. Um, but yeah, so late, late October, um, you know, obviously starting to come into some of the holiday seasons, starting to see weather getting a little bit colder even though it's been warm this week so it's a bit of an outlier um but yeah i think you know it seems i guess we're a month into what is the annual q4 um seems like stuff's been maybe a little bit slow for the last month and maybe projecting a bit of the same as q4 comes to an end with sort of the kind of trend of right sizing inventories we've been seeing here coming out of sort of the covid type of era um and obviously some normal seasonal slowdown i think november and december is always a bit Slower with companies coming to their typical year ends and bringing down inventories for the rest of the year and things like that. Yeah, it's it's actually not really out of the norm anymore to have these really uh, delayed uh, winter, you know, approach. You know, because we, we up here in New England at least uh, we've been having, um, you know, uh, pretty nice right and through Christmas, and then it really sets in after Christmas and. And so we see a lot of our stronger demand for seasonal products coming up in, you know, October, November, used to be August, September to prepare. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we're, it's a funny time right now because we've really only got two more months to the year and uh, demand is driving everything right now. And uh, the, the big uh, curtailment of demand is obviously Europe and Asia, especially Asia. Um, China has... Um, you know, sort of a new, same, same, uh, you know, Xi is still the man, but he's got a new sort of underlings that are, are not pro reaching out to the rest of the world, free markets, et cetera. And, uh, that's not good. Um, so things, uh, are ramping up in Taiwan in terms of, uh, provocations and things like that. And then Europe, you know, you've got another, a real war going on in the Ukraine and, and people are very nervous uh, in Europe about what's going to happen, and and uh, and and there's also you know quite a bit of uh, energy issues, you know, in terms of what the natural flows of energies were, a lot of which came from Russia. Um, so uh, costs are really an impediment for petrochemical productions uh, in Europe. Uh, U.S. is, I'd honestly say, it's like it's obviously the most steady worldwide. Yep. Um, and we've seen that and, uh, and demand is, it's, it's funny. Like we're really in the summer, we're looking at really devastating destocking come Q4. 
Um, and what's transpired is is panic buying. So people will need product and need it right away. And knock on wood, logistics-wise, trucking's loosened up a bit. So people call and they say, hey, you know, today's October 25th. I know I had it scheduled for November, November 10th. I need it tomorrow. And we'll have the availability of trucks to get it there. Yep. Um, so we're seeing a good bit of that. And, and it hasn't been awful. You know, it's been, it's been pretty good. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I still feel that Q1 people are going to be in a tight situation because they're going to be dependent on domestic availability of raw materials and because uh, there's nothing in transit. I mean, which, which we see every year. It seems like early January is always busy. People want to bring stuff back into the plants and get it past their year ends, but maybe a little bit a little bit more this year than normal. Right, but there's nothing in transit right, right now. I mean, there's no reason to put something on the water right now when you could see prices deflate coming into the new year. Yep. Buy something now, have it arrive in the new year, uh, and and possibly get it locally for less. So that's a dangerous sort of dynamic. If 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 demand really ramps up, demand in China ramps up, demand recovers in EU. Now we've got a whole different dynamic. So that's kind of what I've been watching, if you will. Yeah. Well, you guys seen a lot of the same with you know kind of how things have been the last couple of weeks. Maybe on the on the slower side as we're coming into to the new year. Yeah, it's definitely been on the on the slower side, but it's it's weird. I can't put my finger on exactly one reason for it. Like I was talking to somebody earlier today, and um, their main bottleneck is labor. They just can't get enough people to stay on the floor in their plant to to keep up with their finished good demand. So um, yeah. you know the the demand is still there, but they just can't uh, they can't get folks to be there making the product. You know, so that there's a lot of different dynamics in place causing the slowness right now. Yeah. Yep. And same, like a lot of people are coming, asking for pricing on stuff to, you know, kind of get their forecast ready for Q1. So I think they're being proactive, but, you know, waiting to pull the trigger and, you know, similar to Rob's point, if, you know, uh, imports from Asia and everything, if that price is going to come down significantly, they're kind of having that, I think, in the back of their mind that, oh, next week there might be a lower price or the week after. So it's kind of a, a tough game they're playing there. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like one of the other games of, I guess, Kind of like chicken, if you will, is figuring out what's going to happen with the tariffs next year. We've been trying to start to plan inventories for Q1. If the tariffs going to go back into effect, if not, if you're going to be subject to it, and then a week later the exemption might come into play. You know, I guess our uh, impression is that the tariffs will come back into effect January 1st on stuff that wasn't excluded. But who knows what's going to happen as we get closer? And, and obviously, now is the time we start to plan January orders. But is it going to be with the 25% tariff? Without? It's kind of this. Yeah. betting game on on what people should do yeah just just the fact that there's not even talks of of reinstating the exemption i you know i think we're planning on it you know on it lapsing and in, in the 25 percent coming back across the board you yeah. know but we'll see we'll see what happens yeah. just just messy as uh, as we've been saying for the last couple of years just uh continues to be messy yep yep very much so um one Interesting, timely thing. Obviously, we had uh, K show happen over the past couple of weeks out in Europe. Obviously, that's a show that's every three years, so not one of the AFPMs or EPCAs that you plan on every year and kind of can understand it's going to happen. So, K show had its every three year cycle uh, this past week. We had our this past couple of weeks. We had a couple of folks out there, uh, including Javier Fernandez, who's not here with us this morning. But we had a uh, quick conversation about how K show went and what the kind of mood was in Europe um, yesterday. So we'll. Give it over to Javi and, and hear how Keisha was. Mr. Javier Fernandez, good uh, good afternoon. I guess it's afternoon now. Good afternoon, Benny. How are you? How's it going? I'm I'm doing very well. Doing very well. How are you doing? Very good. Very good. 
we show myself the office, us. but yeah, yeah, we, we it's it's been very very quiet here without you. We, we miss you at the office here as well. How's uh, Joaquin? Well, Joaquin, Joaquin's doing okay though. Yeah, yeah, he's he's doing better. He's doing better. Thank you for asking. Of course, of course. Well, it's good to good to virtually see you. Wanted to chat for a couple of minutes. I know you've uh, had some travel here the last couple of weeks, and figured it'd be good to get your uh, your thoughts and insights. I know you over at the K show in Germany um, last week, so. How was the uh, how was the case show? I know you and uh, you and Steve were over there walking the show. Had a lot of good meetings and conversations. It seemed like so. How was the how was the case show and the mood over there? Yeah, I mean the, the show to to start with the show is bad. It's a massive show. It's a fourteen holes all together, and it's, it's for me it's been the biggest show I've ever been in my life. It's 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 it's, it's, it's a massive. It's it's massive. It's like a little city. There's shuttles between. There's shuttles that go between holes. Uh, to tell you, to, to, to tell you, just to put in perspective, and uh, and 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 there are there's a lot of machinery, of course. So those those don't pretend to us, but there's a bunch of holes that do. Those are from five to eight. Those are chemicals, additives, raw materials. Those are those those are the ones that pertain to to to, to the chemical industry for for the chemical company per se. It's obviously with that many. Uh... That many halls, I'm sure it's a well-attended show, both with exhibitors having large booths and, and people just walking the show. How was the attendance? Very good, very good. A lot of people were happy to be there. Uh, a lot of people from all over the world. Dusseldorf, it's a city that lives for for the, for the co- of conferences. And that's their main industry. And uh, that that's 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 what they do. Uh, the whole city is built around the conference, the conference industry. Uh, Interesting. My, my phone was my phone was very happy with me. My my iWatch was very happy with me with all my steps. Yeah, I, <laughs> I believe it. Those 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 couple of days. Uh, so yeah, it was it was it was good. It was good. It was a good 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 couple of days of walking. Nice. It's obviously a good timing. Obviously, the case show is only every couple of years. So interesting that it was, you know, this year with everything going on. What was the general mood talking to people, both, you know, people that are based here in the U.S. as well as some of the European customers and suppliers that we have over there? Uh, obviously, it's an interesting time with what's happening with energy prices, with kind of the doom and gloom around inflation and recessions and all that stuff. What was the general mood over there, you know, for what's going on right now in Q4 and the outlook for next year? I will say European very pessimistic for Q4, and uh, a little bit of optimism for Q1. Uh, they see people turning around, hitting bottom pretty, pretty, pretty shortly, and then but things turn around pretty soon. Uh, U.S. seems to be fine. A lot of people are not complaining about uh, uh, high inventories uh, as we are. Uh, about this talking and stuff like that, but uh, but yeah, things things seem to be promising for next year overall. Uh, uh, Q4 is gonna be a, a dog, I think. Uh, it's gonna gonna be good for for anybody. Um, but uh, I hope for, for for I hope the best for Q1 and, and the year to come in twenty twenty three. Yeah, I think it. It mirrors a lot of what we see normally, obviously. I think October, November, December, always a little bit quieter just with companies coming to the end of the year and holidays and taking vacation and things like that. So maybe a bit bit slower than normal, even if it is normally on the slower side. And I think we've heard a lot of the same, you know, things bouncing right back, whether it's right after the new year, sometime in Q1 seems to be kind of the common common theme and hope. Yes, for sure. 
yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely there's definitely a, a the Euro, the all the Europeans are, are are talking about or seem seem to be on the same on the same note, you know, but very doom and gloom for the most part. Yeah, yeah, and obviously going to Europe is the opposite direction of going to see some of our business partners in Mexico and Latin America, but. Have you uh, have you been in touch a lot with customers in Mexico, and what's the what's the general fear here going on? You know, kind of south of the border coming in at the end of the year. Uh, south of the border, they're preparing for next year. You know, uh, December is pretty much a, a, a no 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 working month. <laughs> a lot of parties, a lot of end of year parties, a lot of social events happen at, at the end of at the end of the year. So pretty much November is the last working month of the year in Latin America, uh, for the most part. And we have the APLA uh, uh, because of it, and, and that should be a good show. Uh, the, the agenda is filling up. Uh, should be a good show. I'll be attending there with Steve Friedwell, and uh, should, be, should, be, should, be, should be a good show. Um, but yeah, Latin America has been, has been uh, definitely, I, I feel a slowdown. And uh, but things should be should should bounce back right uh, right back up and in in at the end of the year or starting I mean starting January should be because people want to keep inventories down to for the end of the year uh, people should be getting started getting orders in the water November December for January arrivals. So you're starting to think in the next couple of weeks and kind of good timing with Apple for planning for. Putting putting loads in the water for November and December for Q1. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I already got a few inquiries this week for uh, first, second week of January arrivals. Um, yeah, people are already talking January. We're already talking January. Yeah, December is already gone at this point. Yeah, it's crazy to think about, especially especially you with doing a lot of imports and, and stuff with lead time. You know, you're always almost like rushing the year along. You're already talking about January of next year, even though it's barely even fall here. So it's always crazy. Correct. 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 Well, I appreciate the appreciate the updates. Glad that you're at least back in the state of Rhode Island, even if you're not here at the office. So, um, you know, good talking to you. Appreciate the update. And uh, we'll see you back here in the office here sometime soon. All right. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you for your time. All right. Moving on. Chemical industry news. We've seen uh, kind of being in earnings season for Q3. So obviously a lot of companies, both chemical and non-chemical related, are uh, announcing earnings and, and reports for how Q3 went and updating things for Q4. I know we saw one, obviously, BASF say that earnings and sales were still up for Q3. Um, so it's been interesting seeing what's happening with, you know, earnings and how companies are reporting things happening. Obviously, sales dollars and prices staying high, maybe volume starting to come down a bit. Um, also have a couple issues out in the market, hearing some some issues on butanol and other potential oxos. So it's been an interesting week or so with what's happening with, with some of those reports and kind of what's happening in the in the industry. Yeah, I mean, the European producers are under pressure still with natural gas. Even though there's just a report this week that there's quite a glut there, you're still looking at, what, $30? AJ, you said is uh, per M and BTU level. Um, that's strong headwinds when it comes to earnings, you know, if they're dependent on that uh, natural gas ethylene chain. Um you know, it's um, in terms of OXOs, there's been uh, a real glut in demand worldwide. So there's been a lot of, uh, especially Asia, uh, shutdowns, turnarounds, maintenances that have happened. Um, and we've seen sort of a floor met with those prices at this point um, and probably going to rebound a, a little bit uh, based on the 
additional shutdowns, uh, turnarounds that are coming. Uh, just this week, there was a, a fire uh, at the Sassol plant and uh, in the U.S., and that's obviously going to have an impact on some OXO uh, production. And then uh, we just heard this morning that there was a, a, an accident, unfortunately, in uh, Texas at the uh, Eastman facility. And unfortunately, somebody had, had passed away uh, due to the accident, and that was shut down. That'll also uh, impact the OXO chain. Uh, it, it's it's unfortunate that there is these types of issues, but you know, uh, definitely got to keep uh, your ear to the ground and check the check the news all the time because it, it is going to have an impact on your supply chain. Yeah, no, the energy has been interesting too. I know we were just talking about it. Um, you know, there's kind of this whole doom and gloom with coming into the winter with how expensive energies were, and obviously they are quite expensive based on historical prices. But mm. saw big drops this month. I mean, thirty forty percent. I think the U.S. nat gas went from like eight to five. I think you said it was the equivalent of what ninety-five down to like thirty, which is obviously still incredibly expensive. But the a, EU, yeah, yeah, a big drop that I don't know. I don't think anyone really saw it coming. It's it's surprising to see and it'd be interesting to see how that affects stuff coming in the winter. Yeah, yeah. You know, back in August there was a lot of concern on how folks would even heat their homes in in Europe this winter. But now there's they have too much nat gas, yeah. I guess, which is which is a different uh, a different problem. But um, yeah. Lot, lot to play with. You see, like uh, Biden's pushing for a lot of domestic uh, oil production, and uh, what you get when you when you pull oil from the ground is a lot of propane and natural gas. So uh, as that ramps up, you should expect uh, that these uh, propane and, and natural gas prices should fall. Um, we've even heard that there's uh, a pipeline full in Texas right now. So uh, interesting to be coming into the cold weather season and. And have these energies be under pressure to go down. Yeah, it's an interesting equation. You got more nat gas being produced. You got prices coming down. You got tech, theoretically the demand being higher in the winter time as people need to heat their homes. But then you got demand being soft, so people aren't producing as many chemicals or yeah, raw materials. Yeah, so season. Yeah, it's this whole yeah, whole up and down. Yeah, I mean it's hard to predict nowadays. I mean, who would have thought that there'd be a natural gas glut in Europe? Right. Nobody would have predicted it was, that. If it was doom yeah. and gloom six weeks ago, that there wasn't going to be enough and people are right. know, going to be freezing, but. That certainly seems like it's not not quite the case. One of the big impacts is that people have cut back on their energy usage, which was interesting too. I mean, I think it was like overall 7% across the board cut back, and, yeah. and that had a major impact. So, uh, you know, people, uh, when they're really motivated, they, they can have an impact. Yeah, very much so. Um, one thing along those same lines, I think we've seen gas prices ticking back up. I know the fuel surcharges, I think, are a bit higher, right? 4 yep. 5% higher yep. than the last couple of weeks. So that's obviously impacting things yeah canadians up i think 13 to 14 percent over the last couple of weeks so yeah canada's diesel prices are way up which is something isn't it like 90 percent or something like that 82 yeah. so it's approaching <laughs> approaching. why is it so much more expensive <laughs> than canada <laughs> taxes i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i had a don't, guess don't, don't quote him on that don't quote him on that i mean it's always been higher than the u.s but that seems like a big bigger delta than normal maybe yeah because i think the u.s is what in the high 40s maybe 50 yeah. percent yeah. now yeah. but yeah Canada's uh, much higher than that. And that's Canada, Canada, or Canada like coming into the U.S.? That's Canada into the U.S. Okay. Yep. One of the things I did hear recently, though, is that certain, you know, transportation companies are 30% on their fuel charge, surcharges just to get business, yeah. you know? So, yeah. you know, keep that in mind. It's negotiable. You know, it's not necessarily set in stone. I wonder if their line hauls are more expensive to offset it. I mean, they even make money somehow. Yeah, the, the line hauls are much more expensive. I mean, so, yeah. you know, theoretically, you should be able to chip away at that fuel surcharge. And obviously, we don't have our logistics folks on here on this episode, but 
Um, I know we were talking last time about availability improving, so it's it's an interesting time where it was scrambling to get your hands on whatever freight you could to now all of a sudden you can negotiate rates and there's kind right, of this, this right. aspect to it. It's kind of a new thing. That's a good point. Line hauls are inflated because when things are really tight, you know, everyone, you know, obviously increased line hauls. So now it's, yeah. there's some room to move down, I think, and do things like, you know, get creative on fuel surcharges. And What about from China? I mean, the, the price is just literally dropped like a stone way down yeah. way down yeah like the east coast i think rates the east coast right now are like three three or four thousand dollars the most major ports and west coast is you know two to three thousand yeah. i think you know so it's it's way down and then uh port of long beach had their slowest months i think the last two months it's, uh, the, it's the lowest backup since like 2009 or something like that yeah which is so wild like real the, evidence of a slowdown yeah which is interesting because now is the time when like Stuff's arriving from China for the holiday season and kind of planning ahead for that. So usually stuff's, I think, busier right about now on the freight side of things because so much stuff's coming from China for gifts and all that good stuff. Less but, toys yeah. for the kids. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Jeez. More, uh, more, more experiences this year instead of there's, there's nothing physical to sell. So you're going <laughs> to, right. Well, Airbnb yeah. vacations. Travel should be up, yeah. I guess. Right? Yeah. I was just going to say, I feel like we're going to see a very robust uh, holiday season with regards to travel. And, you know, between Thanksgiving and Christmas and going into the new year, uh, people are... I think just going to be excited to, you know, get out, do those things. And I'm curious to see how that kind of impacts everything else, you know. Well, well it's a good point. We talk about inflation and concerns about a recession and all this stuff. But I think I've seen reports that it's estimated that like the holiday gift giving season will still be strong and people are already projecting travel for 2023 to be strong. Granted, these are, I think, like the airline CEOs telling the stuff. So take that with what you will. <laughs> but it seems like there's positive reports of what's what's to come in terms of consumer spending still being high and Obviously, unemployment's still low, which is good news. So it's interesting to see what's what's going to happen. Yeah, people are still out buying things like boats and yeah. things. You know, <laughs> demand still seems to be there. Those crazy people. Those crazy people. Oh, man. But uh, along with everything else falling, so is the COVID paranoia. You know, yeah. so, I mean, there's all that pent-up demand where people weren't traveling, weren't getting out, weren't visiting family. Yep. And thank God they're able to do that this year. Yep. yep. Yeah, we still see, you know, people planning like wedding, like people got engaged during COVID and are still trying to, get their weddings done and all that stuff. So there's a backlog of travel and all kinds of, all kinds of stuff. Yep. Yes. Yeah, so we touched on the China, China stuff. Um, it seems like availability has been okay with, with China recently too. You know, I think maybe with demand being lower, um, not as much of a backlog of actually getting stuff out of China coupled with the freight rates coming down. seems like it's all good news from sourcing from places like Asia. Yeah. I mean, even, even sort of a sense of a little bit of desperation on some products out of China, like they're they're dropping prices pretty pretty rapidly and wanting to wanting to move volume pretty aggressively. So it seems like because everyone's demand is off, you know, China's demand, India's demand, Europe's demand, they're trying to, you know, push product wherever they can. Yeah. yeah. Um, price updates and trends we kind of touched on. I think Robbie put it well with demand really driving what's happening with pricing. Obviously. Pricing coming down on a lot of products across the board. Um, I think a combination of demand coming down as well as seeing things like nat gas coming down. You know, oil's been relatively flat to maybe up a little bit, but nat gas coming down has maybe driven pricing down a bit too. So be interesting to see what we see really kind of both November and December. You can probably sort of put the two months together almost with coming to the end of the end of the year with demand coming down and people dropping some prices and able to move material out of inventory and not have as, as high raw material inventories coming to the end of the year. Should be interesting to see what we see for November, both price-based increases or decreases as well as what companies do based on demand and trying to move supply and things like that. A lot of our products haven't free fell. Mm -mm. You know what I mean? That's for sure. Um, but propylene did last week. Uh, propylene literally went in half. 
and that is mainly due to polymer demand Mm -hmm. and lack of it and oversupply. Um, I think it's short term. Um, But, you know, to see mid-October where they were predicting propylene to increase, to see it literally go in half and uh, reach lows that we haven't seen in quite a long time was very interesting. But um, you don't see robust availability of a lot of the products that we handle because the tariffs are still in place and there's a a, a level of protection for that. Uh, A lot of producers um, in other Asia, Latin America, Turkey, they're not integrated. So they're still having to buy on the open market. Um, You know, so I would say that as much as we might in, in, in purchasing, people might expect things to really come down i do think there's going to be you know some good uh opportunities to buy at the end of the year but i don't see a, a free fall happening i don't know if you guys see it as much I, I really don't see that in our products so much i mean even like glycols are very tight right now yeah overall yeah you know yeah i can't think of anything that's really free falling like maybe some of the china products because they're desperate like but, but that's not, eight I wouldn't weeks even, out yeah i wouldn't know? even call it a free fall even you know it's just um yeah i think that's a good point i don't see anything really Taking a nosedive at the moment. I guess you'll do well in November if you're buying anything on a propylene-based adder. Assuming propylene yeah. settles where it is, it's gonna that's gonna it, and a it's huge predicted drop. to go up from here. You yeah. know, so uh, yeah, so you got a window there. But if you're not buying, if you're destocking, right? Where's the benefit right. there? You know what I mean? You might want to talk to your managers and say, hey, maybe now's the time to stock up a little bit for for next year. But um, you know, across the board and in, in polymers and coatings and. Um, you know, we're, we're starting to really build inventories for the ag season and the, uh, seasonal products, the winter seasonal product, pretty steady demand, you know, overall, I'd yeah. say. So, um, you know, and not a free fall in price, so, which is interesting. I think two things that we've seen too, that Nicole could probably test to one on like the sample side. It seems like sample activity has been busy. People are getting back to labs and testing different things, whether it's new projects or just approving new products. And completely, it also seems that there's been kind of an uptick in just general phone calls, leads, new inquiries that we've gotten over the last week or two. It's definitely been, seems like slow in September and October, but it seems like it's kind of picked up a little bit over the last week or two. It certainly has. And I would say there's a big push. We talked about it uh, at the office meeting last week for sustainable products, bio-based products. And I think that the way uh, everyone's kind of looking at their uh, formulations and and product lines, they're looking to see how they can integrate that. So um, I feel like we're seeing a lot of that come into play now where yeah. as before it wasn't as uh, as prevalent. So. Yeah, I could see especially like the 2023 year being a big year for that. I know something we talk about a lot are sustainable products and putting a focus on that and something we'll be pushing more in the in the new year. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's a, a big thing that'll come up here. We've been invested and in, and we have a lot of bio-based products um, right now and uh, there's a lot more coming. Uh, really for the first time in my career, I've seen sustainable slash bio-based products uh, competitive yep. with the petrochemical based. Uh, so it's interesting to see the technology catch up. Uh, also you're seeing like a lot of producers with, uh, with credits, you know, that they're able to apply, um, you know, give a sustainable stamp to a petrochemical product. Um, so yeah, it's been very, very interesting. And, you know, people went through a period where they just wanted to get raw materials and now they're able to get back to the lab. And I think that's very interesting. And uh, the consumers are demanding it. You know, they want to see things that aren't going to, 
impact their health, their safety, um, and they're not going to feel um, like they've impacted anything negatively by buying it, procuring it. So, uh, yeah, definitely something we've always been interested in, invested in, um, at the forefront of, and we're bringing more and more products, uh, sustainable and bio-based products to the market. And I think sustainability, it's about defining what that means as a company, um, what we're doing as a company, and then the products that we're obviously bringing to the market that are sustainable and bio-based and whatnot. Every, every company's been interesting seeing companies come out with their approaches and what it means to them and how they're going to define it and how you're going to calculate if, you know, how sustainable you are and, and improving it, things like that, whether it's over one year, five years, 10 years. Um, so it's been interesting seeing how companies are coming to approach it. And uh, yeah, I think we've always been a very sustainable company in terms of how we approach our business, our people. Yeah. Um, and the fact that, you know, we do care about the environment. We do care about the products that we sell and where they end up. And, uh, you know, and that's a, a personal thing with management that's flowed right through our business and um, has always been there, you know, and uh, and it's something that's going to really drive this company in the future. Yeah, I know just the stuff we've worked on, like we have a bunch of Pevlin requests, which is obviously a yeah. bio-based plasticizer. Mm -hmm. We've had some ESO requests for bio-based polymers and things like that. So it's it's definitely been a, a hot topic, especially the last couple of weeks. Yep. And as you mentioned, the uptick, everyone getting back in the labs, it's, it's a good sign that of what's to come, mm -hmm. you know, when everyone's forward moving with that and... Yep. You know, it's it's good to see. Yep. Even existing products that aren't historically bio-based, like our, you know, DIMP with Avonic, they came out and said they're going to start working on a sustainable DIMP right. is, is interesting. So there's a lot of, a lot of interesting stuff. Yes. Yeah, so it's interesting too, to see like some of these products have performance advantages, you know, like uh, it's, <laughs> yeah. you know, not only are they sustainable or bio-based, but they're performance wise, uh, improved, right. you know, so. And cost competitive in and, a lot of cases. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So it's going to be exciting in the future to see this, uh, you know, catalyze. Yeah, I feel like we heard a lot about it in 2022. Companies start to put it in their presentations and meetings and things like that. And I think we'll, that, that trend will definitely continue in the next year, it seems like. I think one of the holdups is the, you know, is the backlog of, you know, technical certification to bring things to market. Yep. And I think that's, you know, something that hopefully will improve. But we've seen it on some of the products that have been brought to us by our producing partners. It's you know, now a year to get the Tosca and, you know, the approvals are, are now double, triple, uh, in length what they used to be. So, um, but you know, um, it's in everybody's interest that these get, you know, analyzed and approved and, and brought to market. So hopefully that, that will, you know, that timeline will, will improve in the future. Very much so. Um, Coming to the end of the year for trade show season, starting to think about next year's shows, but a uh, couple things to wrap up this year. Yeah, so we, uh, obviously, we already discussed uh, APLA EPCA. Um, actually, no, APLA's upcoming. Mm -hmm. The K show just happened. Correct. So, yeah, so we have APLA. Um, we've got Javier going again um, and Steve Friedwald. So, you know. I'm supposed to be in that list. Yeah, well, hold on a second here. <laughs> you know, actually, we were, sales meeting. we were on record, right, a couple <laughs> yeah, Rob, episodes ago. I, I think Rob has approval. Yeah. That. <laughs> so that, that'll that be awesome. Oh, it's in Cancun. It's I'm in, going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? What's well, up, everybody? <laughs> so yeah so that's mid-november we're looking forward to that um, you, were, you were thinking about going right i'm still thinking about it yeah, yeah. just yeah. looking at it right now <laughs> it's that little refresher you, you just made up your mind yeah exactly yeah, you didn't I know you definitely needed deal with a little I mean, fun. We, we could also go to dc in december yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> so aside from, you know, the uh, Apple and Cancun coming up mid-November, we also have the NACD annual meeting. Um, Ray Altenberger will be there. That's out in Coronado, California. Um, and then the Plastic Compounders Conference kind of rounds out the year in Washington, D.C., early December. So 
hopefully the weather kind of stays mild for that. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're we're all we've got a, a good crew going to the um, the compounders conference, so we're we're excited to see everyone there. And as always, visit uh, thechemco.com for uh, all upcoming trade shows, events, and details for what uh, where you can find us. I think Javi's making out the best in that list. What's oh, on me? I would say so. <laughs> he absolutely so. is. What Vegas to uh, Germany to Cancun? I mean, yep. he's he's got a good couple checks. Got to figure it out, yeah. and he doesn't have to go to DC in December. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although we got a, we have an inside track on where the 2023 Compounders Conference is going to be. It's going to be somewhere much much better. Oh, so okay. There's well, a year to good. not go. It'd, it'd be this year. Yep, <laughs> definitely. So. Yeah, I think that kind of wraps things up. I and mean, there's a, a lot going on. It always seems like there's not so much going on, and then we sit and talk about all this stuff. It's like, wow, you know, oil's doing this, and that is doing this, and demand's doing this, and we're thinking about New Year's, and there's always more going on than it seems. But there's a lot going on, man. Yeah, a lot. I feel like every podcast we say that literally yeah. <laughs> every single one. It's like, yeah. oh, we sit down, and at the end of it, like you said, it's, oh, there's actually so much. You know, when you sit down and and you know boil it down all together, it's interesting it's amazing how much it changes like we always talk about oil and that gas and what it's doing and whatnot and there's also all also different kind of stuff whether it's freight or tariffs or whatnot that play into it and you got to put all this into an equation and figure out what it actually means in terms of bringing inventories up down sideways <laughs> it's uh you need that crystal ball yeah yep yeah this, our, our podcast is like the equation like we're, we'll give you all the inputs to figure out what, what you need to do <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i could summarize it and guess but you know guessing you're usually wrong but you know, we've made some good calls. I was gonna say we, we've made some good calls over the last couple of years. I mean, if you go back, I mean, there's you know, guys got to dig into the content, see yeah. some of these calls we made because I think we've been pretty spot on on a lot of things. You know, getting the good info out there, you know, uh, to the folks in the chemical industry. So yeah, I think having the information and the data and what's happening is part of it. And then you know, you guys obviously have fantastic historical experience with managing different products and just spending time in the industry and put those two together the the data and the info and kind of the color behind it with based on your experience what you've seen and what those things typically mean like you can i mean whether you want to call it an educated guess or whatnot we're we're very good as a company of sharing information yeah and especially with all the events and trade shows we go to i mean we are really you know seeing things real time and that's helped our company you know uh, making decisions in the real time uh making decisions on behalf of our customers in real time has been really important and that's why you know, we've got the tagline security supply. We're really trying our best to inform, you know, the, the, this podcast and, and our email, the view from Jamestown came out of the fact that we wanted to inform our producing partners and our customers with, you know, as much information. So they have the power in their hands to make the buying decision when the time is right. So I think, you know, it's, it's, it's been beneficial to, to some folks out there. Yeah. One of the things we were just talking about, not just having the best products, not just having the best customer service and freight and, and all that piece of it too, but the information piece of it is kind of the third pillar. Super important. Super important. Yeah. You can't have just two of those things and be successful. You really need all, all three. Definitely. But wrapping things up, we, uh, we recently just had, uh, Kathy Hall on the podcast, which is great. looks like we're going to start to have her on with, with some regular frequency, which would be really nice. Like I said, having her come on, she loves things like styrene more than any what i've ever met in my life gets speaking of good info you get good info from kathy that's for sure that was a great podcast yeah javier gets passionate talking about ipas kathy hall gets passionate talking about (laughs) styrene (laughs) ethylene and propylene it's 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 not not isopropyl alcohol correct (laughs) for sure yes yes um yeah some, some great information she really dives into the data on what's happening what happened in the quarter before and kind of her crystal ball and two cents on what's happened for the quarter to come so 
I think between, you know, highly recommend giving her a listen or at least check out the clips on our LinkedIn page. Um, coupled with hopefully the information that we're putting out here really is some good information, good, good, both statistical based data and our kind of two cents on what's happening. It's a, a great combination of info and, and highly recommend checking out that, that episode of Kathy Hall. She does a, does a great job. Anything else? Wrap things up for me. Yeah. Wrap things up. So. We'll uh, see you guys again, I guess in two ish weeks. And it's late, late in the month this month with, uh, my travels through Italy. So we uh, got things bumped back a little bit, but we'll be back to a, a mid-episode recording hopefully here in November. Look forward to it. Definitely. Very much so. Appreciate it as always. Thank you for listening, whether you're on the video version or our uh, audio versions, wherever you get your podcast. So as always, thank you for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for streaming the View from Jamestown podcast edition. Like and subscribe for more.